Welcome to the podcast Behind the Counter with your host, me, Heidi Blum, also known as The Foods Are. I was born and bred in Livingston, New Jersey, and I have seen firsthand over the past few years how food and the people behind the counter can bring a community together. We all have a story. We all have an appetite. Each episode will explore the thread between food, people, and community and the stories that weave them all together. So let's get behind the counter and dig in. Here we go. This is Behind the Counter. Behind the Counter. With the Food Zone. Here's Heidi. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Behind the Counter with the Food Czar, which is me, Heidi Blum. Today, I had to work very hard with this man's very busy schedule to sit with him and to learn so much stuff that we're going to learn today. So I'm sitting with Jason Dworkin. You may know him as Jason Dworkin, or you may know him as Mr. Nana's Deli. Does anyone call you Mr. Nana's Deli? Mm, no. Uh, no. A few people might. I think Mark might. Mark Fisari might say Oh, he Mr. might say Nana's. that? It's Mr. Nana's, yes. I might just call you Nana's Deli. All right, sounds good. So I don't know how many people out there know of Nana's Deli. I would say it is an institution here in Livingston, and it has been since what year did you come here? I've been here for 30 years, but it was started in 1981 by my father, Mark. My father, Mark, in 1981. So um, I'm sure this is going to be uh, a question that everyone wants to know. Who is Nana? That was my great-grandmother. My great-grandmother, um, her, it was her famous tuna recipe. So when my dad was young, all his friends would come to the house, and she would make, she would get empty cans of tuna. Bumblebee? Bumblebee, I believe, or just any brand. She would make them, give them the can. She would then go in the back, make her tuna, and put it in their can and give it to all the kids in the neighborhood. That's how they took it back home? That's how they took oh, it so back like home. Oh, so kids would come, like I'd come my with dad. an empty bumblebee can, yes, and then yeah. she'd fill it up? Yes. And that That's was my dad's friends and people in the neighborhood would do that. And it was his grandmother, my great-grandmother, who started the recipe. Now, I would say the tuna recipe, um, which I'm hoping maybe we can break down a little today, maybe. Mm. But um, it's definitely not your bumblebee and Hellman's recipe. No. There was so much more going on in there. Yes. And when Nana's came on the scene, it was all about Nana's tuna. Yes. I mean, people came from... All over. All over. So let's, uh, before we get to the Nana's tuna and maybe the breakdown of the recipe, that's a hint that I'm going to try and break Jason down. Um, Let's talk about um, how your family got started in this industry and how you got to take over and become the man behind the counter. Okay. So my dad first had a restaurant in Bayonne, probably going back about 50 years, called The Cutting Board. Called The Cutting Board. And he happened to be in this area, saw the space in Livingston, and gave someone, gave the landlord a $100 deposit to hold this space. It was for rent. So he. Do you remember what was here before? I don't. I believe it was called the the sugar the ball. sugar ball yeah it was it was a ball. sugar ball yeah so my father just had a vision gave the person who at the time I believe his name was Mr. Rich Aaron Rich who was like a mentor to me who was phenomenal um, who then sold me the building years later um, he rented the space and he started a business here and he started a Jewish deli 
with the tuna. And that was his go-to item. Um, that was in 1981. And it was just takeout? Just takeout. And, I mean, people, like I said earlier, but people like my camp friends, we, my college friends, would always come. They'd stop at the Ritz Diner for a turkey ball, right. and they'd come here and get the tuna and the chicken tidbits. Yeah. yeah. Right? Those are our go-to items. My, my father, actually, at the time, went around to all the local hair salons and gave out platters of the tuna to all local businesses and hair salons. And within the next few weeks... The store was packed every day, and people never tasted tuna like this. And they came in, and that's really how he put it on the map in Livingston. It was the tuna. I mean, we're coming back to the tuna. So let's break it down for a second. Let me see if I'm even close. (laughs) Tuna. Right. There's mayo. Right. And it's got to be Hellman's mayo. We do use Hellman's. Okay. There's not Miracle Whip. It's definitely Hellman's. Yeah. Um, There's got to be a sweetener, so there's got to be a little bit of sugar in there. No sugar. Oh. No sugar. Okay. There's got to be, um, there, is there some egg in there? There are. Egg whites. Egg, eggs, whole eggs. Whole eggs in there. Mm-hmm. And like, it's relish. It's got to be relish. No relish. No relish. Oh, I can't give you much more. Is it, there's something green in there. Oh, we'd put chives in. It's chives, but that's like just fancy that's stuff. That's fancy stuff. But then the special seasonings. It's which... the seasonings that I'm not going to get. No. Okay. So, but what I've given people is good. a little bit of deliciousness. Yes. And then trust me, it's the secret recipe that adds the, the true deliciousness Probably. to it. So basically the menu at the time is really the menu that it is now. Yeah, pretty much the same. But the, I'd say the add-ons is maybe the deviled eggs, which are delicious. Deviled eggs. And we've, we've gone, we've added new items like pasta salads and some soups, and we do some Italian items now. Um, but pretty much the signature items that my, my father started, which were my grandmother, I mean my great-grandmother's recipes, and, his, and my grandmother. They were our original recipes. All the soups, um, all the salads, the chickens, the sweet and sour meatballs, cranberry chicken, those are 40-year-old recipes. That's insane. I think I have those recipes, but they were never as good as it is here. <laughs> but we have, like, a family recipe book, and right. it's definitely, if I in my memory, like, not like it is here. Right. So, um, so when did you take over? So I started about 30 years ago, and I was working with my dad, and we started doing corporate catering together. That's when things were different, and it was a different world we lived in. And we, I came in 30 years ago. I was in school. Um, I had a great opportunity here. My father gave me a great opportunity, and we worked well together. And I look back, and it's 32 years ago. That That's crazy. Yeah. So you, did you always know you were going to go into this business? I didn't know. No. At the time, my dad was just looking for someone to run the place, and it was a great opportunity, and just happened to... Um, fall into place. I loved the catering. I loved having my, my father gave me my own, you know, my own, um, I was able to ride on my own a little bit just to try it. And I was doing catering when things were great in the area. We have a great, you know, group of businesses locally. And I went for those and it, it was a great opportunity and then took over the store with him. And he retired about five years ago. So I would say, uh, for those of you that don't know Jason, the reason why Jason is so good at this job, and I think the word that a lot of people will say is you're a mensch. Right. And I think that's why you're so successful Thank you. in doing what you're doing. I mean, it's a good good calling for you. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like the customer base I have, they're friends. I mean, I've been doing it so long that everyone is like family. We, we've been together a long time. And even when my older son was born, um, 
I must have received 50 or 60 gifts from people in town, and that's when I realized, you know, how, how the community really, you know, we cared about one another. It was like a great fit for me, and I mean, they brought gifts, and no one could believe I had children, and it was just really nice to see. And I mean, that's... That's why I think this is an institution here, and I think being in a town like Livingston for so long is you probably have it's all the same customers. Same. I mean, you get a lot of new ones, obviously, but it's people who have lived in this town for years and years and years, sure. and they come to you to do all their celebrations, all their right, everything yeah. like that. I mean, we do. I've done baby namings, and now that person is coming thirty years later with their daughter, and we're doing the first birthday on many occasions. Now I'm starting to see it. That's what makes me feel old. I mean. <laughs> I can understand that. Does, but, but that's pretty wild. Yeah, like I have a, you know, 10 or 12 people who have done jobs for their kids and now they have children and we're doing first birthdays, even talking about bar mitzvahs and yeah. That's crazy. And I see it, you know, all the time. I mean, but that's I think that's what says something about uh you know, being in this industry, right? And right. that's what that's what keeps you here. Totally. Yeah. It's all we quality is our big thing and you know, customer service and quality. That's all we really... So, um, let's talk about how you, the restaurant, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. when... So, you had... Sorry. sorry. Um, next to Nana's Deli, which is now Bonvini's, right. before it was Bonvini's, it was a Nana's Deli restaurant, sit down, yeah. but before that it was Coleman's Tuxedos. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. Thank you very That's much. Right. I'm very good with the Livingston yeah, yeah. history. Yeah. Right. Um, but the restaurant was a big part also, right? It was great. It was a part. I mean, we were more catering and takeout, but we opened that because um, I bought the building probably about 14 years ago, and that's when we opened the restaurant just to fill in space so we would have our own little setup here. Um, and it was great. The restaurant was a great add-on, um, but COVID really affected it. Yeah. COVID shut down a lot of the restaurant business, and we were just looking for a different opportunity, and we happened. we waited and waited and waited, and Bonvini's was the perfect fit. I mean, it's like old school meets old school. That's why it's amazing. That's it's why a, I yeah. That's exactly what I said. One of my favorite signs, I think I've told you this, is was sitting in the restaurant and it was um, a man needs, a woman needs a man like a fish needs. Oh. Uh, what is I saw it? A bicycle, um, something out of water. I, my father's son, I can't yeah. remember. The like sign. a fish rides a bicycle. A fish rides a bicycle. I can't yeah. remember. I, I know exactly. I don't know what it is. That was the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, my wife is making me ask you this question. Okay. Um, the, uh, on every plate mm -hmm. in the restaurant, when you got your plate, yeah. it was accompanied by um, fried. Yeah. I could make those for you, too. I'm going to give them to you. Oh, really? I am. They're like fried wraps. Yeah. It like was a, take a wrap. Take a wrap. You got it. You we fried okay. it. Yeah. And then we cut them in strips, and we wanted to find something. That was my dad's idea. I have to give him credit. And he, we decorated the plates with fried strips. So it's a wrap, fried, and cut in strips and seasoned. And, and people, we just, today, someone asked for them. We made three pounds of them for a customer. Oh, you should so sell those. I know. We will again. I think you call them the foods are flats. Done. Okay, I like it. I'm I like doing it. it. That's but it. I'm just telling you, like, you know, you would sit, you'd get your little salad. Right, and the strips on top. And the strips on top, and you think, this is so healthy, and yeah, then you have the fried wraps. The, those are those are really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, and we wanted to find something that could decorate the plate and not be too expensive, but something people loved, and that was, it just took off. So, besides the tuna, what would you say is the best, or the most uh, ordered item? So, the tuna, we do an herbal crusted chicken known as a sour cream chicken. Oh, yeah. Cranberry chicken, sweet and sour meatballs, um, the tuna, the chicken salad, our chicken soup, homemade matzo balls, 
we do a split pea soup, a mushroom barley. Those are like the homemade core. We made um, a kasha varnishka. We do that. Um, it's funny you call it varnishka. I call it kasha varnishka. What do I call it? Kasha varnishka. I like the accent yeah. you put on, oh. on. Yeah, that's a good right. little flair. Flair. Yeah. So those are like our signature items. But the tuna, the chicken soup, the sweet and sour meatballs, cranberry chicken. And now we do a full Italian so Italian dishes also, which are great. And corned beef and pastrami, of course. And, and a sloppy joe. Sloppy joe. Let's sloppy talk about joes. a sloppy joe. Right. Because, you know, people who, it's the wildest right. thing, right? You talk to anybody outside of this area, they think a sloppy joe is like manwich. Right. Right? I did too before I started here. Did you really? Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. A sloppy joe in this area is three layers of rye bread. Right. Corned beef, roast beef and turkey, Russian and coleslaw. Or other meats, but that's the most popular. What about a dairy joe? Dairy's the famous tuna, egg salad, Swiss cheese, Russian, and coleslaw. Yeah, I like both, I think. Yeah, the, the meat sloppies are much more popular, but people love the dairies. I mean, the tuna, you don't do the smoky, do you? No, that no. we don't do. But tuna's our biggest seller, so yeah. just individually people buy it on the sandwich and buy the pounds all day long. Do you think you could, your sloppy joe can be any sloppy joe in this area? I do. I think we should do a Sloppy Joe throwdown. I do, too. I love it. Right? Yes. You, Epicessin, Milburn Deli. Totally. And Town Hall. Yes. I Set love that. We're in. Okay. Right. Is there, because everybody always asks this, but I can't imagine there is here, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. Is there a secret menu? Is there something that's not out there that people ask for that you make specially for someone? No. Pretty much everything's out there. I mean, I'm thinking now. No. There's no real special menu. I was just wondering. <laughs> I was thinking out loud, do I make something special? Yeah. No, pretty much everything's out there. Do you have grilled salami? We don't. Oh, I think you should. Maybe okay. that's the special menu. I used along to, with the chips. I, was a, yeah, this, uh, I used to be a sucker for grilled salami. Right. Yeah, so grilled salami and cheese. Right, right. Um, so post-COVID, we closed the restaurant, right? Yeah. Um, do you feel like you, like everything's getting back? I know we're like three years out, but I'm just saying in terms of catering, in terms of to so, go, because I feel like most restaurants, yeah. even restaurants that have seating, I feel like it seems the trend is that people are just either getting delivery or they're getting yeah, picking yeah. up themselves. I think the takeout is coming back. I think people are catering again, but corporate catering is still down tremendously. No one's back at work yet. The companies in this oh, area so interesting. are all still closed. So for us, that's a major hit for us. We don't have the corporate anymore. Now it's become DoorDash and individual orders. We used to cater for hundreds of people to companies or, you know, great jobs. Now that's changed. Oh, so that's the, so fascinating. Yeah, it, it, that's tough. And uh, if you go on Becker Farm Road or any of these streets, the companies are just, the parking lots are empty still. Wow. Yeah, so that's hard for all businesses. So how do you, so so what would be your remedy for that? Well, we're... We're waiting, like everyone else. We <laughs> seem to be waiting. I feel like since COVID, everyone's waiting. Do, do, right, do, exactly. Do, yeah. But we pick up other jobs. We do, you know, the, the in-home catering is starting to come back. I see people entertaining. Um, we have graduation parties. We're doing bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs again. Just parties. People are, I feel like people want to entertain at this point. Do you, you don't have a barbecue element to yours, right? We don't. Some people call us for certain things. We used to years ago. Now we That's don't what, Yeah, much. I remember now that. We just do more, you know, catering from salads to sandwich platters to dinners, that type of thing. So with Mother's Day coming up... Very busy. I think get your orders in. Get your orders in. Get your orders in. Yes. Say it one more time. Get, get your, your orders, orders in. in. Yeah. 
I know that my like any mother or grandmother would love a little Nana's tuna. Yes. That's the cell right there. That yeah. was very good. Thank and you very much. Yeah. That's our thing. So what do you think is the future of Nana's Deli? What's your vision? What's your hope? Um, my vision is to get back to normal, like to just get back to the way we had. I mean, we gave up the restaurant, which I'm fine with, and I love Bonvini's here, but we just want to get back to parties and catering and having, we were booked for weekends months and months ahead. Now, you know, there's nothing, you know, it's very little. Right. So I just want to see some type of normalcy again back in the world. Just go back to what we, what we had. Like your bread and butter. Bread no, and butter. no pun intended. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Bread and butter. Just to go back to the normal way we were. Is your dad still involved? He's retired, but comes around, you know, to check in. I'm sure he misses it. He does, yeah. Your staff here, the guys who work behind the counter, Mm -hmm. I feel like have been here... Forever. Forever. I mean, we have the person who just said goodnight to us. He's been here 35 years. Wow. And we have 35 years. We have 32 years. We have... Uh, 29 years. We have a long history of people here. I mean, that that must make you feel good because that, that's part of the family, too. Yes. And, I mean, we treat everyone like family. Yeah. Everyone's treated like family. I mean, we have, in this business, sometimes it's a one-year turnover. Yeah. We have over 30 years. And, and the people who aren't here just retired. They were older during COVID. They were a little nervous, and they yeah. just retired. But otherwise, we have a great crew, and they're like family. That's I mean, wild. Really now you have a bar mitzvah coming up. Yes. So are you doing the catering for your own yes. son's bar mitzvah? Yeah. Oh, you are. I am. I'm Does he have any special requests, the bar mitzvah boy? No, he, he wanted to do like some stations, which I usually don't do. But for him, I'm doing like a special waffle station and a special um, omelet station. He doesn't so there is it. a secret menu. Yeah, See? for Charlie. For yeah. Charlie. I have Just, to say hello yeah. to Max, too. My, <laughs> my, my two special boys, but there is. But otherwise, we're doing his kiddish. Um, his bar mitzvah, and he's excited, and we're, I'm excited. I can't believe we're a 13-year-old. That's wild. Boy, yeah. So, okay, Jason, so the future of Nana's is just to be back to Nana's, back the way to Nana's. Nana's. Yeah. It's true. You, it's like the, what's the, the if, it, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of places, you know, you have to sort of reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always like a special flair on menus and right. dishes and it has to like to keep up with the times. Yeah. Yours has really. It's been. Yeah, it's been consistently good, and we 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 have to now go into DoorDash and you know different options. But we stay with our consistent, you know, our customer base, and I think our quality just keeps us going right through. You don't ship. F- we have shipped, and we do ship. You used to ship. Even I think, now, right? we ship some things to people in Florida, California. We do the tuna. We overnight the tuna. Do you really? Yeah, we freeze it and overnight it, and it's it works great. We send it to Florida. My sister Amy in California, if you're listening to this, and this is a test if you actually listen to my podcast, <laughs> if you say, I want the tuna, it will be sent. It will be sent, and I know you're listening then. <laughs> Right? Good. Absolutely. Good. You got See, it right. that's Absolutely. what that's, yeah. Yeah, we shipped all over. We shipped to California, Florida. We've done some Maryland, right to the city. We freeze it and ship it overnight. And it's, people love it. Can people you ship love. a sloppy joe? I haven't. People no. are, but I just don't love the way it holds up. I just don't love it. It's funny. Every person that I've done a podcast with, when we talk about Gold Belly, there's certain things, or delivery, there's certain things that, that like, a, a restaurant owner is so right. um, afraid about the, like, uh, I think it was Mara's didn't like how the pizza traveled in the car. Right. Right? It's hard to ship, and especially yeah. far away. I mean, we will probably do the tuna on Gold Bellies. That's something in the future that we're considering. We've been working on it, but 
And the foods are flats. And the foods are flats. Well, that's coming on the menu Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's automatic. That will be. I think that's amazing. I mean, I think you do such a good job. And Thank honestly, you. I'm I'm being honest. I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. This I think that's the first time I've cursed on oh, that's okay. the podcast. Yeah. Um, is that whenever your name is mentioned on Facebook and whatever, everyone always says you're the nicest guy. Oh, that means a lot to me. I think it does, though, right? It really does. It really does. I, you know, I, I, that's how I am. I try to be nice to people and help people, and I care about people. I think that's why people come here. I do. Yeah, it's it's like a family here when they come in. We do jobs, and people just feel comfortable. I mean, they, um, it's just a great feel. There's something about the um, ringing of the bell when you open the door. Right, that we know you're here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we know you're here. You're, you're like, sneaking. oh, Heidi's here. Right. No. You're not sneaking in. No, but it's like opening, like it's like opening an old school door. You yeah. know, like yeah, a bunk totally. door yeah, in it's camp. Like, it like stayed a- in this. Well, I've always learned too. Like I worry about what's in here, and I've always tried to make this place better. Not worried about other places opening or things happening. I just concentrate what's in these walls. And you want to keep like a Jewish deli. I feel like, you know, uh, as the years go on. We don't know that the kids know a Jewish right. deli, right? Like, we know a, a Jewish deli. Yeah, it's a dying totally. breed. Yeah. And we make our own things. You're right. It's a dying breed. You know, like, uh, my kids know Dr. Brown's cream soda, but not every kid does, no, right? No, no. Or do you have celery here? Do. Yeah, celery, right. right? My yeah, dad used to have celery. Celery right. soda. It is, it is. It's like the weirdest thing ever, but we know it. We know it. Yeah, right? It's nice to keep it going like that. I, yeah. I like that, too. How do we keep a Jewish deli not to be the dying breed? You and Epicessin are still going strong. Right, yeah. yeah we have to just um, promote local businesses like you do. I mean, we just have to keep people coming in and stay informed of what we do and how important it is to... Educate know. people on a Jewish deli. Absolutely. Yes, and I also want to say something to you. I think what you do is incredible for uh. Well, I mean that, too. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I want to say, I want <laughs> to say two that. Curses That's two curses on the podcast, right? yeah. But I do think it's great that you help all the businesses and do this and... I'll say a special shout-out to my girlfriend, Fern, who pushed me to do this, which I'm so thankful. But I really think what you do for businesses is great, and I think it's amazing to help businesses, and you do an amazing job. Thank you. I say to everybody, this is really a gift. Um, it's I appreciate it, and it's my pleasure, and I love sitting down with people Thank like you. you. And your girlfriend, Fern, did push this. She didn't push it. <laughs> I asked her. Right. But I think what came back is that Jason's so shy, but he has to do it, right, is what exactly, she said. right. So I've been a dog with a bone right. trying to lock him down <laughs> to make this interview happen. Right. So I hope everybody's listening. But I'm thrilled I did it. And and I hope everybody after this podcast comes in for a Foods Are Flat. They will. And some tuna. Oh, my God. Monday. Now, growing up, my dad, we used to have all the time tuna in our fridge, right? right? We always had Bumblebee. It was Bumblebee and Hellman's. Right. No fancy, right, schmancy, right, right. Nana's right, recipe. <laughs> and he used to take a Ritz cracker and scoop the tuna, the best. But I think what would be better is the foods are flat with the Nana's tuna. I'm putting it on the menu. I think that's a combo that that can't be missed. It's on the menu. See? I mean, we're like reinventing as we're sitting here. It's incredible. Two great minds coming out with a great dish. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, Jason's working. Nana's Deli. What was your Nana's name? Rose. Oh, that's sweet. Nana Rose. Yes. Are, um, so you knew your Nana Rose? Yes, yeah. And, and Nana Zelma, Zelma was my dad's mom, my grandmother, and Rose was my great-grandmother. But it was named after Nana Rose. Oh, really? But my da- my grandmother worked here for years. Nana didn't. She made the tuna in the cans, that whole story. Yeah. But my grandmother, Zelma, worked here. So Grandma Rose was Zelma's mother? Yep. Oh, that's so fun. She named yeah. her mom Zelma. She named her yep. daughter Zelma. Yes. 
I wonder if that was a big name back then, Zelma. I don't know. She It's just so funny, the names from exactly, back then, totally. you know what I mean? Yes. So uh, Zelma must have been so proud. So she, she grew was. up with Nana's tuna. Yes. That was her mom's tuna. Yeah. Yeah. And Imagine she, if it was named Mom's Deli. No. Yeah, no. Nana's is so yeah. much better. Yeah, that was a good one. Are any of your kids named after Nana Rose? No. No. I have um, Charlie and Max. Max, we just love the name Max, and Charlie was my mom's um, dad, so he was my best friend. So I just named Charlie for that, and Max, we just left the name, but nothing to do with oh, Nana's. Nothing, nothing to do with no. Nana's. It's enough Nana's. Right, it's yeah, enough it's, Nana's. Enough Nana's. it's enough Nana's. Okay, so let's wrap it up, shall we? Yes. Is that good? Great. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, just the thank you for doing this and come in and get your foods are flats and Nana's tuna. <laughs> thank you for coming and listening to us. That's a good wrap up right, right there, Jason. So I'm gonna let's wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Nana's Deli is on South Livingston Avenue. It's right in the center of South Livingston yes. Avenue. Yeah. I mean one twenty seven. One twenty seven. It's in the same location that it's been in since nineteen eighty one. I was, doesn't matter how old I was. So I would say, come here, come say hi to the mensch, yes. Jason. He's always here, and so is his amazing staff. Thank you. We're going to keep the menu the way it's been since 1981. Yes. Why, why change it? Right. Right? Just the flats. Will Just the flats with that's the it. tuna. I think that's, a, that, that's, that's the only addition. That's, that's an it. Anna. And um, the future for Nana's is really just Nana's being Nana's. Yes. I love that. Nana's just Nana's being... Nana's be- I love Nana's that. Me too. That was good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Nana's being Nana's. I hope this uh, wasn't too bad for you. This was great. This it. was great. You loved I it? You want it. more? You want me to keep going? I think I do. <laughs> yeah. We'll do, a, we'll, do a ra- we'll do another one when yes. we know how successful the foods are, flats okay. are with the tuna. Fine. I'm in. Fine. So, uh, Jason, thank you so much. Well, Mazel tov you. on your mitzvah. Thank you. I can't wait to see how the waffles... Yes. And the omelet station right. comes out I'll let you know. that no one else will get. Right. So when it's no a huge one. success, right. that's it. It's that's a one it. and it's done. It's a one and done. Yeah. But thank you, and I hope Fern approves of this podcast. Yes. I'm sure you. she will. Yeah, she will. She's great. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Jason. If you are hearing this message, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I'm truly grateful for you and this opportunity. The purpose of the Behind the Counter podcast is to bring food, people, and community together. I hope you'll return for more episodes and explore with me. I want to personally thank Fran Linnell of Design 68 for my amazing Behind the Counter podcast logo and Travis Lohenberg for my awesome Behind the Counter music and all the guests that take their time to sit and talk with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you hear your podcasts. If you'd like to support the Behind the Counter podcast, please subscribe share with your friends and family, and you can follow me on Instagram at Heidi Blum. If you have any feedback or stories that you want to share, you can email me at foodsrbtc at gmail.com.